Hey, welcome back. I am currently on my deck in my Italian apartment. It's a beautiful, gorgeous day out. We've getting some good news. Things might start opening up here in May. It's very exciting. I can't wait to travel again. I hope you guys are well and safe. Anyways, this is part two of our recording with Allie. We've gotten some amazing feedback from part one with her and actually a couple people I believe have signed up for uh, readings with her so that's very neat building our community this episode kind of dives into the great awakening and uh, the spiritual journey of people on earth and how it's really coming to the the forefront there's an on-air reading of Jake and George um, some people when I first heard it, it were kind of like, oh, okay, okay, but I think George and Jake's reaction was so because they've had sessions with her, so it wasn't um, maybe perceived as generalized to them. I don't know. Check it out for yourself, but Allie also talks about the future of our podcast, Bold Perceptions, so that was quite interesting, but yes, uh, again, share this episode if you like it. Share it with someone you think... Um, will benefit from it and uh, it will continue to build this amazing community we got going so strap up and enjoy another great episode of bold perceptions nick uh forgot to mention it but make sure you guys go to alimauer.com that's a-l-l-i-e-m-a-u-r-e-r.com and use the promo codes that she's given for this podcast. There's two separate ones. The first one is just bold perceptions for an hour Skype reading to get $50 off. And the other promo code is vibration to get $50 off a two-hour session. And the two-hour session is the one that I did for my first time. And then I did a hour one my second time. Both amazing experiences so make sure you take advantage of that promo code and get yourself a reading and i kind of want to go off that too is so i when i've talked to you um you said that with everything uh going on in the astrology and just in the world in general that we're going into an awakening phase as a human race and i heard that from a different psychic too that I was listening to on a podcast. Um, can you kind of go into what that awakening phase is for all of us and what it kind of entails? And is it because of the different conjunctions with the planets? Um, so first I'll just kind of go back and like, yeah, astrology gets a bad rap. If I just read, I'm a Gemini. If I just read like Gemini horoscope, like that ne it never makes sense to me. I'm just like, that never, that never means anything to me. It's when you get into like, okay, here's my sun sign, moon sign, um, my ascendant. When you, when you really like get it, you have, there's more to it. Like there's so much more that goes on than just like, I'm a Gemini. What's coming up for me? Like that doesn't, that's yeah. So I get it when people don't like take it seriously because I didn't either until I actually started like actually diving deeper into it. Um, and so the awakening is something that's been shifting a long time. So there's a reason why in ancient cultures, when, when psychics say they couldn't see past like 2000 and 2012 and the Mayan calendar stopped and people took it as it's the end of the world. Like there's nothing beyond that. Well, like I knew that wasn't true. I wasn't worried about it. I'm like, no, I can, I feel like we're going to be here. Um, 
but it's because it, it was these energy shifts and it was going into different timelines, which we're probably not going to get into in this podcast, but, um, but it, it was the changing of things as we knew it. And we've been doing things in a, in a, in a certain way for thousands of years. And we've hit a certain level of evolution in our human evolution where some of it has been very um, beneficial and some of it we've gone too far away from what it is we were supposed to be doing, which is being in tune with the rhythms and the cycles, our own intuition. It became very individualized. Um, and this is where I'm, I'm going to try not to get too deep or too off the rails. So this turns into like an eight hour podcast, but um, it was called like the, the um, matriarchy is more of the feminine energy. And that is when societies were more tribe, community-based, equality-based. Um, it was about intuition. It was about um, cooperative leadership. It was living in the rhythms of, and the cycles of, of earth. And then sort of the patriarchy came and it, be, it has become very toxic. That's, you know, like kings, queens, presidents, like all of that taking over very, very hierarch hierarchical. Um, and it, it evolved us to more identify with who we really are and see what each person's values are and really get very specific in yourself as an individual. So it, it, it has had benefits and it's moved us in, in, a, in a certain direction. But the awakening process of what is going on, especially, you know, since, since 2000, especially 2012, it's not the end of the world. It's the end of the world as we knew it. That's what 2020 is. I mean, we're in a 30 year cycle now with the Saturn Pluto conjunction. So we're not really going to see the end of like this huge transformation until 2050. This, what we're feeling this at the beginning of this year, it's not going to go away. We're not going to go back to quote unquote normal. We're moving beyond that. We're about, it's about creating the new world now, a different direction, what people call the new earth. It's not about going back to the way things were. The things that wasn't working for us. Look at the rate of depression and suicide and um, pollution. It, it, it wasn't sustainable. And so we're moving towards a way that hopefully if we, if we evolve, if enough people sort of learn the lesson, then we're evolving in a better direction. But that comes with a lot of work. It comes with a lot of pain and growing pains and transformation and that doesn't mean it's going to be all struggle there's going to be there's a lot of beautiful energy coming and there's a lot of wonderful things going on right now if you can kind of pull yourself away from okay the virus is happening here's what's going on it's okay yeah but look at all these places where pollution you can finally like see the sky and see things you've never seen before there's not a cloud over them and um there are benefits happening so the awakening is about everybody having more self-awareness and coming back into their spiritual center. So we're no longer just going by what society has taught us as far as, you know, you need to, all, all, just living in the outside, living in the outer circumstances, again, from the ego. So um, focusing completely on the material world and the material and physical lifestyle that needs to be in balance with spiritual, what we call spiritual practice, which isn't religious at all. It just means you're in tune with, um, with, with more truth energy. And that's what the awakening is really here to do. That's why there's so many what people call light workers, which are people that use their spiritual gifts, whether it's healers, psychics, mediums, whatever, shamans. Um, there's more of us on the planet than ever before. So we can sort of help and guide people and teach people. Um, so people can start really looking at how things actually are versus how we've been taught to see them and how we've been, been taught to perceive reality, which is very different than what reality actually is. And so 
the awakening has to go in small increments. It is too overwhelming for people if they try to have these experiences all at once. So it is about self-actualization, self-awareness, people taking responsibility for their lives, um, really understanding things on a much deeper level than they've been um, conditioned to do for a very long time. So this has been happening where you know, um, you know, I would have been killed in past times. I would have been imprisoned. I would have been murdered for talking about my gifts, for being able to heal people, for being able to, you know, look at the future or see spirit guides or angels. It, it, you know, it, and I have been killed in many past lives for this because this is what I've done in almost all of my lives. And so this is a time when it's people aren't as scared. People aren't as um have as many false beliefs about what this is. It's getting more mainstream. Look at how many, if you go into stores, there's books on crystals and people like, it's getting very trendy to have crystals where when I was a kid and I had crystals, people thought it was like crazy. Like, why are you collecting rocks? That's weird. Um, you know, like, so the things that, that were very suspicious that I did when I was a child um, are now very trendy and people are more open to it. And that doesn't mean everybody is like going out and rushing out to believe or, you know, believe in psychics or um, believe in ghosts, but people are having more of these experiences for themselves and they're really starting to feel a discontentment with life. And I have so many clients that are like, I don't know why I'm fulfilled. I have a great life. I have a huge house. Me and my husband make a ton of money and I'm not happy. What the hell is going on? And it's like, well, yeah, there's, there's that disconnect. They're starting to realize there's a disconnect between who and what they are and what it is that they've been told. So this is what the awakening is, if that answers your question. Yeah, that, that all did make a lot of sense. And we talk about it a lot on this podcast, actually, is the fulfillment. And there's so many people living today that aren't fulfilled, even if they do have you know, that job that they like, or they're, you know, going to college, doing the society norms. After or during this awakening, are those society norms going to change? Are people going to have their priorities in different areas? Or what's going to kind of happen with that? Yeah, and that's one of the things that this time, whether we want to blame it on the virus or the planets or whatever, um, that's what this time is really trying to do. It's trying to get us to focus more on community, on family, on prioritizing, on a self-nurture, because so many people are burnt out. So many people are living inauthentic lives to themselves. They're not, it's, it's been about producing and consuming and not connection and fulfilling, you know, we say purpose, but really doing what you're supposed to do here, which is bringing your message your your being in into the experience it's just completely cut off and so we're living completely unnatural lives right now um we haven't evolved enough as fast as technology has if we look at sort of um you know the how the technological age has just like sprung us forward we're meant to live in villages and communities to have human connection and contact to have exercise, not workouts, but like to live like active lifestyles. That's what we did for a long time. And in a very short amount of time, it's become very lethargic, very, it's about, you know, sitting and sitting in one place for a very long time. That's very unnatural for our bodies. So it's, it's, you know, it's making people, 
it's messing with people's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical health. We're not healthy in, in any way for a, you know, a general population. So those things all have to change. That's not, that's not where we're wanting to be anymore. And if you just look at sort of the awakening even coming in a very conscious way, about people really starting to care more about the environment, about people protesting, about people starting petitions, um, people you know around the world starting you know uh, demonstrations uh, about the way they don't like how the government is controlling them. Um, people are asking for change, and this is sort of what we are given to work with: is okay, here, make the changes. Um, but it's giving us space because we're not doing it for ourselves. And that's where it goes. Well, like, when is this going to end? How bad is this going to get? Well, it depends how fast we catch on to what needs to be done. And we make changes. If, if we can make this so much harder on ourselves and everybody else. Um, and I'm not talking about, like, whether or not you are, you know, socially distancing. I'm not going to get into like all of that stuff. I'm talking about like, are you actually learning the like deep lessons that are supposed to be happening right now? And what are you connecting to? And are you using this time to really go within and do what needs to be done? Or are you getting really sucked into what's going on in society in a really unhealthy way? Um, so it's, um, Yes, to answer your question, like, yes, it is about all of those, those things changing. And the more awake people get, the more they will change those things. And we can kind of look at, you know, where that process is for individual people based on their lifestyle, their choices, you know, how much is it about the individual? This is about me. This is about me hoarding toilet paper for myself. And I don't care what happens to anybody else. I'm going to have enough toilet paper versus, oh my gosh, you know, my neighbor can't leave the house because he's in a wheelchair and he has compromised immune systems. I'm going to ask if he needs anything from the grocery store. I'll pick some things up and just leave it on his doorstep. Like, where are those things happening for people? So it, it really is about people changing their priorities and changing their beliefs about what works and what doesn't, what makes you a good person, what doesn't. Well, if you are contributing, you're a good person. If you're too old to contribute, eh, I don't know about you anymore. Or you kind of you're you're kind of slacking on what you're contributing because you've hit hard times. Like mm, I don't know, I don't know how you know how worthy you are of having of having your needs met or of compassion. So you know, compassion is playing a really huge part in this because naturally we're supposed to be very compassionate beings and connect with that, and it's in the patriarchy, like we were talking about that, that energy, it is more narcissistic. And so it, this is about really connecting to yourself, but it's about really going back to wholeness and oneness and unity versus separation. And that's interesting because almost right away, like the first week of quarantine, I started thinking, I mean, is this going to change people's beliefs? Like, I think this might force society to slow down focus on what's important, family, health, well-being, just things that don't matter probably will go out the window a little bit here. You're going to stop worrying about your Instagram likes. You're going to stop worrying about uh, what your ex-girlfriend's doing right now, blah, blah, blah. I could go on and on. But it's very interesting to hear you put it that way. And I hope it does change society because it was getting, in my opinion, a little over the top in very unhealthy ways. Um, so I want to bring it back then. And this might be a little difficult because I know you've mentioned you don't remember your readings. You, you're in the moment. You almost black out when you're doing it, right? 
but could you try to remember or maybe get a little read or tell us, since we're interested, um, your thoughts on this podcast? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't remember readings. I don't black out. I'm not a trance medium, so I don't go into a trance, but it's sort of like once the messages leave and I disconnect from your energy, that it's kind of like that those go with you and it would just be like a lot for me to like still carry. Um, so yeah, let's, let's look at your podcast. So, and I, the only podcast I'm really familiar with are like my husband listens to a lot of like the true crime ones. So as far as podcasts are concerned, um, how many there are that you're kind of like going with, you're taking a different approach. So it's really about support, teaching people and supporting people through your own experiences and not in a way that is, here are my experiences, this is what you should do or what you should think, but really starting to help people to ask the right questions. So it's more, you know, I've never thought about that before, or I never thought about asking myself that. I never thought about how that worked. So it's really getting people to start thinking for themselves more by sort of the, um, the questions you ask and the topics that you raise with them and sort of what you are introducing to people. I think a lot of your listeners are gonna be people that, are sort of on the brink, like where, where you guys are now or where you have been in the last couple of months versus people that are just completely um, more of what we would call asleep. Like it's not going to be for people that aren't ready to start doing some deeper work. Um, this is for people that are really starting to and even if it isn't spiritual in like the spiritual realm, it would be somebody that is more interested in like starting to do some personal development or just starting to broaden their horizons for what really exists and sort of what they process on a daily basis as far as, you know, work, kids, dinner. Oh, there's more, there's more than this. Like what's going on in the world? Like what are some other people's viewpoints? Like it's just, it's going to sort of get people to, to expand themselves. And that's what I kind of, see for it in, a, in a, that's kind of a general way versus like the specific episodes you're going to be doing um but you guys have learned a lot from each other too like you guys have this dynamic and i don't know you together like i've only done readings with you separately this is the first time i'm ever like talking to you guys at the same time but you guys like have a dynamic and an energetic relationship where you guys will kind of balance each other out in some ways but also it's not not that there's never like a competitive part of it, but it's not this competition, but you guys push each other to be better. So you'll like call each other out on each other's BS or you'll sort of like, hey man, like I, I like whatever you're doing, like stop doing it. And you'll, you kind of have this, um, that kind of dynamic. So you, I think you're going to kind of bring that into the podcast too which is gonna like help your listeners because they're gonna kind of be listening to your experiences and evolve with you as you evolve this podcast and as you guys evolve each other in a new way. Before it was friendship and now it's, a, you know, whether you wanna call it business relationship, but you're, you're like brought your partners on this project. So it's, it's gonna really like, I think people, if they, you know, if they really start paying attention from 
the time you do your very first podcast or you did your very first podcast to what that looks like in two years, they'll be able to like see the dynamic of the relationship kind of change as well. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> you can nail, I think, both aspects of that. Um, and then I might have to just log off Zoom. I'm a little baffled now. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, and then, I mean, if you could, if it's possible, kind of touch on myself as an individual and then George as an individual too, like kind of, I don't know, you whatever, whatever you want to touch on, like who we are, what we're about, or like what you kind of feel when you think of or when you do our energies. When you guys have very similar energies, so when you guys are together, it's going to be harder for me to like pick those apart. So you, you know, you'd be like, okay, that makes sense for both of us. But um, let me see without like, see. The first things, so my, some of the information might come through like at the same time for both of you is for, for Jake, it feels more like, as far as the podcast is concerned, and that's what's coming up about this, is because this is the form in which you're taking, it's an expression of yourself, and it's sort of what you have to give, and the expansion of it, and sort of like, what can you build from this, and in a helpful way, and not like a corporation where you're going to steal people's money, but like, what can you build, what can you really create, what can you do with this, and that's part of your energy and, and the podcast is just the example that I'm using, but it's what can I really bring to the table? Like if you were just to do what I, and I know what your job is, but let's, let's say if you just did, you know, something different than what you actually do, let's say if you just did data, data entry and you got paid a lot of money for it, that would be great. And you could find things that would fulfill you outside of that, but you, it would kill your soul. Like you'd just be like, this is not, I don't, I don't want to do this. I got to find something else. Even if I got to take a pay cut, this is, this does not work for me. And you're really starting to learn and experience because you are young. And I'm just going to say that like with your maturity, you're coming into, you know, like what does really integrity mean? What does that mean for me? And that becoming a bigger um, kind of catalyst for your growth too, of like what really like resides in me, what aligns with me and what doesn't feel good. So again, like if you got paid to, you know, a bunch of money for something that was like really, um, unbeneficial for other people you wouldn't be able to sleep well at night and maybe in the past when you were younger it would bother you less but now you're really coming into like no if somebody was going to pay me to do you know like a ponzi scheme like i could do that because i'm a good salesman but at the same time i i would lose sleep over that like i don't want to do that does that make sense yeah that makes a ton of sense that's wild that's so yes that makes perfect sense for you jake perfect sense <laughs> Jeez. And George, you're really, you know, and we talked about this in your reading of you're really coming into like teacher mode too. And Jake, you're a teacher as well, but it's really like, what can you help support people with, but more from here are my experience, here's how I can support you, here's what we can um trying to think of a better way to say it. Um So like in comparison where Jake, it's like, it could be, and so sometimes I like, like to use metaphors or examples because it makes me easier to, it makes it easier for me to explain things. It's like kind of like to the masses 
to you it is too, but you can work on a very individual level with people. So like, you're really, you'd be really good at like, if somebody just needed support in their lives, they're just like, I'm going to go to George and ask for help. Like I need, I need George to like, I need advice from George. I need to call George right now at midnight. I know he'll pick up and I know he'll help me. So for you, it's even with the podcast, it's like, how can I help like an individual listener? Like what are the individual listeners going to get from this? How is this going to like benefit their lives? And obviously like building your podcast as well and like doing a good job with that. But it, for you, it's really like, well, if I can make one person's day better, like that means a lot to me. Does that make sense? That makes a hundred percent sense. I, I, yes, that's where I get my energy right there. You just nailed it. I, I love helping people. And you you both have like a good sense of humor and you both work well off each other. But like with George too, like there's a humor part of it that he can bring in or like a lightness. And that's just part of your soul too. Like you really like to like lighten the mood. Like if you go into something and everybody's like super depressed or they're just really like having a hard time, you can go in and just like change that energy and the dynamic of the room by being yourself. And you just know what's needed. Like, okay, this is a time when everybody needs a hug and I'm here for that. Or like, but you really thrive on if it's not a hug and it's like, all right, how can I make these people laugh? Like, how can I put a smile on their face? I don't care if that's like me doing something stupid or if it's me like, just like, you know, telling a funny story or making fun of somebody's shirt because they look like a pirate. What are they doing wearing that? Like, you really okay, that, that. you got to stop. You got to stop because this is so accurate. I, I literally just took myself off, off mute. I was laughing that entire time because that is, that's maybe, the, that's incredible. That okay. was so, described George perfectly. The humor <laughs> part is, and just even to the pirate part. part that's crazy. That is so awesome. And you just did that on gonna, the spot too, didn't you? Like you, because usually you'll, you told me you meditate for like 30 minutes beforehand and kind of commute with the higher. So I just want to let everybody know she just did that like right on the spot. Yeah. And no, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. That is something, right? That, the pirate part, Allie, is 100% something that would come out of my mouth because I, my whole, every single joke I tell is based off like an out there metaphor. And I don't know how the hell you just you just discovered that, but I I I am just I'm blown away. You've outdone yourself. Yeah, well, and so like when people come and they make like an individual appointment, that's when we get like to the real stuff, the deep stuff. And that's when I do the half an hour meditation because I use my gifts as a psychic, a medium, animal communicator, all of those things. But what I'm really am like above everything else as a spiritual teacher. So when I first started doing this, I thought it was gonna be more, I'm just gonna answer people's questions. I'm just gonna kind of tell them how to live their lives, make things easier. So I was actually surprised when it became a lot more of like the spiritual teaching and like what's really going on and what needs to be healed and like getting down to the deep stuff, it almost annoyed me at first. But so I, but then when I do readings at like parties or like there's a restaurant near my house that has me, um, they pay me and then, I come and give their um, customers readings and we do that like we were doing it once a month. We've been doing it for like three years, obviously with the virus that isn't happening, but um, so it's 10 minute reading. So somebody sits down and that's what I have to do. Like people will be like, what do you see for my career? What do you see for my, there's no time to like, oh, all right, I need to prep this. Or if I'm at a party, I've done wedding, like wedding receptions of like 300 people or riverboat cruises of 250 people. And it's just like, bam, bam, bam. Like you just go in and out. So yeah, no, like I, that is something I do. Like you just have to, you just have to be on your feet. Like, okay, what is, what am I picking up? That is just, I, that is just amazing. That 
And honestly, that type of thing where me and George are kind of speechless right now is what it feels like when we're there for our hour. I, my first one was a two-hour session. It was just constant amazement. The last thing I want to touch on, too, is I haven't done this with you yet, is the spiritual healing part of it. Um, can you just kind of speak on what goes into that and, I guess, the process behind it? Yeah, so I am a natural healer, meaning in past lives, I've also been a, a healer. Um, so this I discovered also when I was younger, and I can't even tell you exactly how this came about, but it was like, you know, my friends in school would have a headache, and they'd just be like, oh my gosh, make my headache go away, and I would, you know, like put my hands on their forehead, and they'd feel better, or this is happening, or my leg hurts, or whatever. Um, so I actually started like just practicing on people and I did study like Reiki and I got certified but I don't do Reiki. Reiki is a modality. I studied Bellevaspata, quantum healing. I don't use modal uh, modalities. I use, I just call it intuitive energy healing because I tune in with what you need. So everything that happens as far as like our health, our well-being has first spiritual kind of components. If you're if your energy, if your vibration is off, um, it creates then emotional and then physical problems. So if there's something spiritually off, your intuition can tune in with it. And if you're not paying attention, it'll come up emotionally. And if you're not paying attention, it'll come up physically. So for example, I mean, and that can be from things that manifest like disease. So what is disease in the body? It's dis-ease, lack of ease and flow in your in your energy in, in your energy your vibration your frequency so and obviously vibration of frequency your vibration is what you're vibrating at which is a frequency that you have and everything is vibration of frequency in in our universe that's you know what tesla and einstein talked about um there's a lot of studying going into that quantum physics but um so what i do is i look at what needs to be done in a more spiritual way in a energetic way and so everybody's experience with me whether it's person to person or one person comes multiple times we're going to work on different things that might have to do with releasing things from past lives it might work on chakras it might work on um uh grid work so um and then physical stuff comes up so you know people a lot of people will come and you know i've had multiple clients that have come because they couldn't get pregnant. And I never ever tell somebody I can cure anything or that they're gonna leave with a specific result because I am just a kind of channel for energy and I will sort of um, be able to channel the energy to specific parts of your energy and, and, and your body, but it's really up to how you receive the energy and what your energy then does to, um, to with that. So I'm just a facilitator, basically, and then I can sort of pinpoint things. But I'll never say, oh, I can cure this, or I can help you with this. It's, well, let's see what your experience is. So I've had people that come with fertility problems that have been, that have tried, you know, like, some people haven't, you know, have just been trying, like, the natural way, and some people have been going, and you know, to doctors, and they get pregnant, like, the next day, or, like, two weeks after an appointment, or I had a client that was going to go in for diverticulitis, they were 90% sure she was going to have to have surgery, she was going in, so they could, like, you know, do more, do more tests, but they were just like, you're going to need, like, you know, a, a, um, I think, like, what do they call it, like, a bag, like, a coscopy bag or something, um, 
And she's like, well, I just want to see what this does. And I'm like, I'm not telling you, you're not going to have surgery, but we'll, I mean, we'll see what it does. And she, you know, she was like, yeah, I, I'm basically fine. They don't know how, but like it's gone and I don't need surgery. So thanks. So, and like sprained ankles feeling better. And so people have all sorts of physical stuff and that doesn't mean it works the same for everybody. I had a client that came in, her husband actually tried like convinced her to come and before we even started, I said, I could feel like the resistance in her energy. She wasn't open. And I said, you've already decided this isn't going to work, right? And she's like, yep, I've been to a lot of different doctors and a lot of different healers and nothing works. And I said, well, we can still do this and try. But if you're not, if, if that's what your belief is about it, if that's, if you're not open to receiving the energy, it's kind of just going to bounce off you. And she said, well, I mean, I'm here. Let's just try it. And yeah, I never heard from her again. So my assumption is, yeah, she probably didn't get a lot from that session. Um, but yeah, a lot of people come for emotional stuff of just anxiety or depression. And again, I, you know, not saying it cures anything, but, but they, people keep coming back. Um, and it works even better with animals because animals don't have limiting beliefs. So I do a lot of work with animals. And again, that works with vet care, not instead of vet care, just like this is a very supportive thing with modern medicine, not instead of it. Um, so people's experiences are all over and it's non-touch, it's non-invasive. I do it for people all over the world. I have clients all over the world for psychic medium, animal healing, for energy healings, and we do it through Skype, through phone. Um, energy doesn't know boundaries. So I actually was really skeptical about, well, I was, I was skeptical about all of this and that I was even psychic or a healer or any of it. Like I didn't believe in it for a while, even though I had all those experiences as a child, my mentor actually like had to convince me that I was. Um, and so I, I did free healings for a while through Skype for people in different states, different countries, and they had amazing experiences. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I can do this through Skype now. So it really just depends what people want, but people generally feel lighter, more uplifted, less chatter, less anxiety. Um, they sleep better. They just feel more focused, more clear, like ready to like get back on track, more motivated. Um, but it's, but it's all over. So some people feel incredibly blissful. Some people feel more peace. Again, some people feel like their aches, pains, whatever has been ailing them. Um, there's some relief or release from that. That is insane. That's crazy. Especially with you having those, um, backed up testimonials. And I talked to somebody that has done this with you before. And he was saying that he had lower back pain for a while and told you about it. And this was over Skype. I mean, and he was even saying how he was in a different state, yada, yada, yada. And you did one through the computer, through Skype, and you told him to stand up and the back pain was gone. And so I think that's just an incredible gift to have. And also the whole dis-ease thing it's, it's the English language has a lot of those little like subtle meanings in them that I've been realizing a lot lately from some of the people that I follow on Twitter and learning that. And then I'm glad you brought up Tesla too, because I've been reading a lot about him lately and the whole tapping into um, the singular consciousness of the human race, going off vibrations and all of that stuff. And it's super fascinating. And I myself have become a big believer and vibration, frequency, energy, and have even noticed it within myself and the feelings of those around me since that has become more, or since I've become more aware with that. Do you have any tips for the listeners on how they can begin to raise their vibrations and 
do that sort of thing and not self-heal themselves, but make them feel a little bit better if they are feeling down or depressed. Yeah, and it, and self-healing is definitely a thing. Like, um, even just from what we know, you know medically, stress being one of the biggest causes for any sort of illness, health problem, you know, that's a huge thing. So even just with what I'm about to tell you of it, just relieving stress, it's beneficial, even if you don't feel like it was beneficial beyond that. Um, so anytime that there, we talk a lot about, um, excuse me, in the spiritual community alignment and like resistance and contrast, anytime you put anything resistant to alignment, mean, meaning being in tune with your higher self, when you start introducing that, then we can observe that through our emotions. And that's, you know, negative emotion, not feeling well. Um, and, then, and then it becomes more physical in the body. And so one of the things to know with different parts of the body is what they represent. So lower back pain has a lot to do with unprocessed emotions. And the right and left side of the body have to do with the divine masculine feminine energy, just meaning receptive and um, receptive and projective where you receive energy where you project it so if you're if you have lower back pain on the right side it's like where are there emotions that haven't been processed around you being open to receive whether that is receiving a compliment receiving help if you're like nope i can do everything myself um if you feel like you haven't been supported so just knowing those things can really help as well as, as an energy healer of like, okay, this is what's coming up. And I'll even ask, you know, I'll, I give a lot of messages during my energy healings of like, okay, this is what's coming up in your base chakra. Here's, here's what I'm clearing out. Does this make sense for you? It feels like there's some sort of conversation about finances. You're trying to sell your house and they'll say, yes, you know, that's what's going on or, um, but so really, again, what you can do to raise your vibration is to manage, to observe and then manage the resistance that's being added and being able to change your momentum from negative or momentum going in the opposite way of what you want to feel and what you want to experience in your life to positive or at least neutral. So meditation is a neutral state. The reason why people feel really good if they can reach a meditative state is you resist all resist, you release all resistance in your energy, meaning there's nothing contrary, there's no contradictory energy or beliefs going on in your in your alignment. It's a sense of like freedom. So meditation is great. Yoga is great. Tai Chi is great. Um, I, I always tell people, and this has been coming up in reading so much more over the last like year, year and a half of like just harping on people about having morning rituals. So when you wake up first thing in the morning, like what are you starting to think about? What are you telling yourself? Are you saying, this is going to be a really great day. I'm going to really like just do awesome in this meeting. It's, you know, my meeting with uh, my boss on my review is going to go amazing? Or are you waking up going, well, this is going to suck and I'm really nervous and he's going to yell at me because that's positive momentum or negative momentum. And that's going to determine sort of how your day goes. So if you can wake up, you know, whether those are positive affirmations of like, okay, I'm going to have a great day. Your, your perceptions and your beliefs do determine your reality, both in an energetic way of what you're going to attract versus which is law of attraction. But even psychologically, you are, your brain is always, you're always going to try to prove yourself right. So if you think the world is just a horrible place and people are like just disgusting and then we die, your brain will always give you evidence of that. If you believe the world is generally a good place and people are generally good at heart, your, your brain will then unfilter that evidence. So it's like if somebody tells you they're, they're pregnant 
then you start going off into the world. Then everywhere you look, it's pregnant people and advertisements about babies. And like, you go to the store and it's pregnant people. And you're like, where are all these pregnant people coming from? Well, there's a filter removed in your brain. We can't observe everything all the time. So psychologically, you start processing that difference. And your mindset has everything to do with how you're feeling. So that has to do with stress, that has to do with vibration, and that has to do with your health and well-being. So any mindfulness practices that you do, so being aware of your thoughts and your beliefs and having that awareness and that self-actualization that we were kind of talking about earlier does tremendous things with relieving you of the, of any of the disharmony that's going on in your energy field. So just being able to do that thing. And then there's, there's obviously like tools and I love tools for what they are, but they're just that they're tools. So when I, you know, sometimes using crystals comes up for people in readings and what crystals to use. There are some people that will say this crystal will like heal this or cure this. I'm more about support. Like, okay, hold on to this crystal while you meditate. It will help. It will help and support with these things. But like, you don't have to go out and buy a million dollars worth of crystals. And I'm kind of be really conscious about where crystals have become really trendy. So it's one of those things, whether it's essential oils, herbs, like be really conscious about where you're getting them because now it is like people selling fake ones or people, a lot of pollution going into mining them where before they were a byproduct and it, they were sold cheap and it was, you know, it wasn't specifically mined where now it is mined. Um, but, you know, using crystals, as long as they're the right kind, you're, you're using them responsibly and not being like, I'm not going to, you know, go to the doctor. I'm going to hold this crystal. Um, then then tools can be very helpful as well. So crystals, essential oils, all of those things can be extremely helpful from a supportive point of view. I agree with a lot of what you just said regarding the morning meditation or morning uh, ritual too. I think I've been, you've told me that I needed to start that. And for a while I was doing affirmations each morning and I would notice that I would be much more able to attack my day and I feel like I'd have better days. And it's also it's because you're changing that perspective and you're also letting things in. And then you also told me I need to start doing yoga. So I am mm-hmm. going to start doing that. I am. I, it, I've heard great things about it for obviously your body, but also the mind. But then I really want to touch on is what you talked about is momentum. Because we, me and George talk about momentum a lot. And Nick too, just how it builds on top of each other. And it feels like things just kind of start to fall in place more. Can you kind of touch on the momentum factor more? And also, you know, how can some, if somebody's not having momentum, how can they get that first piece of momentum to get them in that downward or that role to being and living a more life that's fulfilling and just better overall for them? Yeah. So momentum is sort of the amount of energy you're putting in one direction or the other. So when we talk about, vibration there's different frequencies of that and different hertz that kind of thing when we talk about it in terms of spirituality there's only two uh real real frequencies um unconditional love which is love obviously but also like satisfaction with life bliss joy abundance the things you want to experience and that's being in alignment with your higher self because pure conscious energy is is unconditional love energy so, and then there's fear-based energy, which is the things you don't want to necessarily experience. It can be actual fear. It can be stress, anxiety, worry, addiction, um, disease. So it's, uh, it's positive and negative, and that's not good or evil. It's just positive and negative. There's, everything gets a chance to exist. We're here to experience contrast, and, and those are the two, the two parts of it. But so 
are you neutral or are you do you have negative momentum going do you have positive momentum going and the way you want to obviously you want to feed the direction that you want to go with positive momentum so that's again your beliefs that is your mindset that's the things you tell yourself that's the things you are consuming are you eating you know food with positive energy food with negative energy processed foods you know have negative no energy as far as no nutrients but it creates negative momentum it doesn't add anything beneficial to you so i mean just even in lifestyle are you living you know positive uplifting lifestyle lifestyle um or not so if you have been introducing a lot of negative momentum into your life you're going to have a train going you know 100 miles an hour in the direction that you don't want it and so it's going to make anything that you try to do there's going to be a lot more struggle there's going to be a lot less satisfaction joy um, with the things you're experiencing so and there's going to be a lot more negative emotion attached to that as well so you'll start attracting things that show you that this that you're that you that you're in that cycle so the people that come into your life the experiences are going to reflect that so by introducing the positive aspects you get your you get your you know momentum going in a more positive direction that's when we experience flow and alignment so if somebody so being stuck uh is sort of a misconception we're never stuck we're always it's always one foot in front of the other it's always one day we're never just the days cease to exist so you're always flowing in some direction and stuck is just you've lost your you've lost your momentum in a positive direction so the reasons why those would be is if you have goals that are seriously out of alignment and and your priorities need to be changed then you're not going to have a lot of, it's going to be really hard to get momentum going into there because your higher self is trying to tell you like you're on the wrong path like you know like this this is a no stop doing it or um or you have a lot of negative beliefs if you are like oh my gosh i really want to start a business and i here's what i want to do but you know i don't know if i'm good enough and i don't know if this is going to work and who's going to buy this and can i even charge for this that's a lot of negative momentum going on like yeah you're going to be stuck you're wondering why you don't have clients or why you don't have you know why people aren't interested in what you're selling well with that kind of energy with that momentum like you're not even interested in what you're selling or what you're doing. So it's, it's, you know, stuck is, are you on the right path? Are you working in alignment with your higher self and following those nudges or are you not? Or what are you, where is your momentum going? So changing that is like really believing again with your limiting beliefs, looking at your belief system. Um, it's about reintroducing the experiences that you want and that, and it's very, it's very simple, but it's not easy because how easy is it for somebody to lose weight we know in and just in a, in a general statement yes there's different health things that go on but just the general person we know that we need to move more exercise more um and eat less and eat healthy make healthier choices that's really simple but it's not easy because with the lifestyle we've had people don't have time to cook meals they're going through the drive-thru they're ordering food they don't, might not even know how to cook um, they're sitting at work all day. They're working 14 hours a day in front of a computer. They're, they can't walk three miles a day, you know? So yeah, it's, it's really simple to say, well, move more and eat less and eat healthier things, but it's not as easy to actually introduce that. So people really have to, if they've been living very negative lives, um, if they grew up in negative households, and I don't mean abusive or bad, but 
were there a lot of negative beliefs? Were there a lot of, uh, was there a lot, you know, a lot of these false realities that are sort of constructed that, you know, parents, if they believe those are just going to pass down naturally to their children. Um, if that's going on, how long have you been living like that? And how far, how many years of momentum do you have? You're not going to change that overnight. You're just not. Um, so it's about reintroducing. It's about getting at least the momentum, the negative mo momentum to slow down. So it, it can at least go neutral before you put it off in another direction, because it's, it's not a five minute process of, okay, you know what, I'm just going to think happy thoughts and everything's going to be better now. It's like, no, you have to, you, it's a process and people have to understand that too so they don't get frustrated or so they don't have these preconceived notions that like oh well, the psychic just said if i have like positive affirmations and i hold some crystals everything's going to be okay it's like no that's it's it's a whole kind of system and so you the more you learn about sort of like how the universe and energy um actually works and the spiritual laws there's a lot of karma a lot of attraction and the law of attraction is one that um i talk to people a lot about because they read the 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 book the secret or they read like Instagram posts about it and it's a very limited amount of information and there's so much more like contrast has to exist no matter how happy you are, no matter how much, you know, good thoughts you have and you're speaking good about the life you want to live. Challenges are going to come up because that's how your soul learns lessons. So I have a lot of clients that, you know, I've been working with this law of attraction coach. It was going great, but like I'm doing all the things she tells me, but I'm really depressed. It's not working. What's wrong with me? And it leads people, you know, one of the spiritual traps is spiritual bypassing where it's just like, just think happy thoughts. And it's like, no, you're missing your entire evolution by just thinking happy thoughts. Don't do that. Like you don't want to put negative momentum into what you're doing, but you also don't want to like just put a bandaid on something that needs to be addressed. What healing needs to be done? What do you need to be aware of so you can change? Um, so it, it's it's really understanding those things in a deeper way and the more you can understand how things actually work then the easier it is to um to do on the deeper levels and not just say like oh yeah we'll just think happy thoughts and speak really speak really great about things and you'll get that positive momentum going all of those will help but it has a lot to do with again attention and intention and what you're consuming and what you are feeding your life with and what what you're using to really support your life that is perfect because I mean I can speak on it personally from because I was a drug addict for a while and then that's just not something that's going to change overnight for me I had to you know remove myself from certain situations with certain people we cut off certain people and then really put that intention what you were saying behind you know living a better life and it's it wasn't a day process it wasn't a week it was months upon months and I'm still not even near the place I want to be, but I've gotten so much farther and I do do affirmations and do think happy thoughts, but you got to, like you said, those negative thoughts are going to come up and that's just natural. Um, so I just wanted to add that in there for my personal experience. George, I know you had something you wanted to say too. Yes. Um, the whole concept of momentum. You're right, Jake. We do talk about that all the time. And Ali, you did a beautiful job of illustrating why momentum works the way it does and the fact that it also does not happen overnight it's like a little snowball rolling down a mountain it starts to gain more and more snow it starts to gain more and more inertia force and by the end of the process it's a giant freaking snowball it's a snowman bottom the, the bottom of the three and it started small but it just kept going it kept building 
and kept doing the right things. And all of a sudden you blink one day and you're like, wow, me right now compared to where I was a year ago, two years ago, this is unbelievable. And you just feel, you feel more fulfilled. I'm not sure if you can say, wow, I am fulfilled. I am enlightened like Buddha, but you know that you've made incredible progress and thank you so much for describing that. And thank you again for coming on. This whole thing was captivating. This is the longest recording we've ever done. I think people are going to absolutely eat this up to the point where they are going to be clawing at your doors to get read, to have, you know, spiritual healing, hear what you have to say. And I do want to point out to the crowd that, of course, Allie is more than willing to sit down with you over Skype. Um, and we're actually working on a promo code right now. Thanks for sticking around to the end. That's your gift. You get a promo code with Allie and we will figure that out after um, we get off here. But again, Allie, thank you. And I'm sorry, this is the first time I've been able to unmute myself since you broke my brain and read me on, on air. So thank you again. Um, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you very soon. You'll be hearing from me so you can uh, break my brain again. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed having these conversations with you guys. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just want to say, too, thank you. Um, and also, I mean, thank you for the past readings you've done for the future <laughs> ones. And I do hope, too, to be able to get you back onto this podcast again, because, I mean, we've gone for a while, and there's so much more that I want to speak on, you want to speak on, George wants to speak on, and so I hope we are able to get you on again. And uh, also thank you for what George said, the promo code. We'll figure that out and everything. Um, I highly recommend everybody go talk with Allie. It's done a lot for me, not only helping me learn about myself a little bit more, but also it's made me a lot more confident that I am on the right path. It's given me a sense of belief in myself. And then it's just, I get great lessons about myself, how the world works and everything. So it's a tremendous experience. So I want to say thank you too, Allie. Well, yeah. And yeah, I'd love to come back. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming and seeing me and allowing me into your space. Because I always know like the first time somebody gets like a reading, it's a really, it's a weird thing. Like it is like, you don't know what to expect. And you're like, what is, what's this person going to tell me? Like it's, it can be a very, yeah, you have to like kind of be vulnerable to be able to do it. So it's, um, and it, it is something that a lot of females get into and more men are starting to. So it's really cool when guys are like super open to doing it. So I appreciate that. George, any final words? Just like you said, I would absolutely five out of five recommend going to Alley. And again, promo code on the way, but it's helped me so much already. And I've only done one full reading and it wasn't even a full reading. Um, so I'm really looking forward to our next uh, meeting, Allie. And now I'm going to be scrambling to the, uh, my calendar to book that ASAP. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you guys. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and many more on the horizon. We got a website popping up, and that's going to help with distribution of the podcast. But share this podcast. I, I feel like you know somebody that would appreciate hearing this or could use Allie's wisdom and guidance. So. Thank you guys again. Have a great night. We'll see you next time.